Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I have Lindsay Heiserman on with us. So she is a personal trainer as well as a business coach, and this is her second time on the podcast, although I think she was on, I'll link up the first one, um, pretty early on when I started my podcast. So welcome back, Lindsay. Oh, thank you so much. I have also had you as a guest on my podcast, and it is so fun to get to talk with you again. Yes. So I wanted to kind of chat about, cause I have not had a trainer on since, um, you know, March since the pandemic started. And, um, I know a lot has changed for a lot of people and I would love to know a little bit about what's changed in your business the last nine months. Um, and then a little bit about how your workouts have changed as well. Yeah. So it's one of those moments that I think will be that I'll remember forever when things change. Right. And so I had a session on a Monday night with my, actually one of my very first clients ever. I'm still working with her, you know, a decade plus later. And I remember we're training and we're kind of talking about this quote pandemic and she and I look at each other and we're like, Oh, you know, maybe we'll have to take a few weeks off and that's okay. Like, and we said goodbye and it was eight o'clock and we're like, see you. And then the next day, I never, I haven't been back to the gym since. And that was a Monday in March, right? And I will give my clients credit. A couple of them asked to be online a few weeks before everything really shut down. They had a feeling they wanted to do it ahead of time with family members. And then that week I just said, well, folks, here we are. Like I didn't really give my clients an option, which we, I reflect back now and it was so seamless, right? We just did it. And I remember those first couple of weeks too, I offered a couple of group classes because there was this need. People were like, what is going on and who do I connect to and how? And I've done three to four group workouts every week since then. And, you know, I, like I said, I got to give my clients credit. They just rolled with the punches, you know, we're on the screen. We're not in person, but I'm a very auditory trainer. So like the way I trained clients was very vocal and not hands-on, you know, so like, I'm not touching you and moving you. I'm not even truly demonstrating actually, unless I have to. So the cool thing was our conversations are the same. They're used to the way I talk. It's the same on the screen. So it's actually been reasonable. Wow. I can totally relate everything you said, because that's the exact same way I train. I rarely touched only demonstrate when you need to, because a lot of the times I'm like, you know, just a quick thing. And they're like, oh yeah, I got that. Um, so I think that's, that's the same way I kind of ended up with clients as well. Although I know the first time I knew something was going to like kind of kick off was I was talking with one of my clients and we had, we trained at a space, a gym space, not at our home. And, um, I remember we were just kind of looking at this, at the, the TVs that were on at the gym and kind of chatting. And then she was like, you know, we kind of was kind of like, well, we, you know, you never know, I guess who could have the virus and I, I don't know what's going on. And then she like, was like, I got to end this session early. And she like quit after 15 minutes. Cause it kind of freaked her out. Like, she's like, I don't know what's going on and, yeah. you know, and just boom. And that was where I was like, okay, like I might have to be paying attention here. What, what is happening? Cause this is going to be changing. And you know, what, what are the options for people? Um, so I love that you said, you know, both of us had kind of that seamless transition onto zoom. Um, now what about your workouts? Cause I know people might be listening. Cause I know for some of my clients that who didn't have equipment, 
that was, you know, hard to come by at the beginning. Um, so what has that looked like for your clients and for yourself in terms of what are they doing at home? Mm -hmm. So when I started doing the online sessions with clients and my group classes, I said, here's the thing. I will teach it a hundred percent to no equipment. I will make it body weight. And if you have something, will adapt to that. So I really put the barrier low so that people could feel like I can come even if I didn't have equipment. But here's the funny part. I don't know about your clients, but the collection of random pieces of workout equipment that came out of closets and basements and people are like, well, I have this one eight pound weight and I have this band and I have a mat that I used 10 years ago. And so I really found that everybody had something. There was not one person who didn't have at least one piece of equipment because I think everyone thought that at some point they would work out at home back before COVID, right? So I always just taught like body weight, basic movements, and you and I have talked about this before. We are both very functional, master the basics trainers. And what's been really cool for me as a trainer is to realize that that's true. I have actually seen clients make more progress in the last eight months on COVID working out from home than they did in the gym, less equipment, and they just repeated the basics and they showed up consistently. So it's a nice refresher to remember that like, you don't need fancy stuff. You don't need all the tricky equipment of the gym. You just actually have to show up, right? That was one that, that was going to be my next question about advice for people who are thinking they're going to, they're going to lose those gains and whether it be, um, like actually how much they're lifting or, you know, people are like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to gain weight. Cause I don't have access to the gym. Cause I think that sometimes our just kind of mindset is that's the only way that we're thinking. Um, so do you have any advice around that and maybe how to get out of that headspace as well? Man, I get tossed in this personally because I have gone on record many a times and said, I could never work out at home. I need to go to the gym. There is something very separate for me about going to the gym. And I personally was very intertwined. Like I worked out at the gym that I worked at. I had a separate gym membership where I did treadmill intervals. I went to the climbing gym. I went to the like lots of places of which I worked out. And then I was down to zero. And I'm like, oh, this is different, you know, and I too had a collection of equipment at home, which was nothing like what I had at the gym. And I actually found, so from March until October, I didn't set foot in a gym, didn't touch a heavy weight, didn't touch a barbell, like any of those things that I was sort of used to. And then I did go to a gym and played around and I didn't lose strength. I mean, I really did. I was conservative with what I tried when I went back to the gym, but I shocked myself. I was like, I didn't actually lose it. I just trained it differently. Right. And the way to succeed in your fitness during this time is to just adjust your expectations and to say, like, for me, once I kind of let it go that I wasn't going to be going to a gym, I was like, you know what? You're going to get better at your running. You're going to get better at just going for leisure walks. I went on bike rides that I hadn't gone on in two years, right? Like I dusted off the bike and I worked on my form on the basics, which is, you know, to relate it back to my clients. 
we worked on form. I was like, pull out that step stool and let's actually squat to a bench and like work on your range of motion. And I think it's expectation management ultimately. Yeah. Um, that's something that I think, uh, I mean, maybe you've kind of dabbled in, I suppose at the start of COVID and now that we are, I don't know how many months, nine months in a lot, a lot of months in and not right now looking like we're going to get out anytime soon. Um, you know, just kind of that expectation of, okay, what is, what is my a, what is my end result? Like where, where am I actually going? Cause sometimes I think, you know, it's part of our habit, like, um, at fit fit space is where I used to rent space from. And John, the owner there had always said he wanted fit space to be, um, he said, people have three areas they go to their home, their, their job, and then one other spot. And he said, we want to be that one other place. You know, like some people have their coffee shop, you know, Mm -hmm. he's like, we want the gym to be that space. And so I think for some people, like they lost that space, Mm -hmm. you know, and for myself, like I have, don't go anywhere anymore. Like my space now turned into be the, the trail that I go and walk on all the time. Like that was my space instead of the gym. So I think some people might have that that expectation of, okay, what, what is my new space and trying to find that space when you maybe can't get anywhere. Um, and I don't know if you have any advice or tips around that, but I think a lot of people are a little bit skittish now. Cause we're both in Minnesota and obviously it's snowing right now, you know, the snow coming, um, people are concerned, how am I going to get my walks in? How am I going to, you know, get outside? Like I was doing over the summer. And I don't know if you have any tips around how can people kind of maybe embrace embrace winter this year if they live in a snowy cold place well let's back up one step I'll answer both that and something else because it ties together what I found really rewarding and an unexpected benefit professionally of COVID is I've always been an in-person trainer I mean you've dabbled in both but I was exclusively I didn't market anything online I didn't do anything online at all and I've been able to have people join workouts from different states, right? And so I took my little community that I'd built here in person and then I opened it up to anyone and I said, come join us. And I don't have a lot from all over, but I have, you know, one person who lives in Maryland who's like, this is my lifeline. You know, she's like, I didn't know I needed it. Now I have it and I can't live without it. So it's not, I love that analogy though, like the place that you go because that's very true. So now that we're in a space that's the same, our job is at home, our home is at home, our gym is at home, find a community of people. So there is just endless opportunities for you to be doing your workout with other people. And I think if you ask any one of my, especially group clients, it's not about the workout. Like on Thursdays for our Thursday night class, we end the workout with what are you having for dinner? And when people don't come to class, they text me what they're having for dinner. (laughs) Right. So like it has nothing to do with the workout. It's like, make sure to tell my friends that I'm having steak and broccoli tonight. And then I tell them, right. So to find the like will to do it, I think you just really need, whether that's a trainer whether it's a group, whether it's simply like take an online yoga class where people are taking the class at the same time as you or your friend who lives in another state says, Hey, I'll take that at the same time. Right. That's huge. Now for the Northern people, the winter people, (laughs) 
I will say I have converted a few winter haters into winter not quite haters. Like I definitely wouldn't say that they're winter lovers, but they get it. And I actually posted on social media once I said, there's nothing, how does that quote go? There's no cold temperature. There's only bad gear, whatever that quote is. And I actually had a former client tell me, you know, I had severe seasonal affective disorder and like winter, it's not about the clothes. (laughs) And I, I thanked her. I was like, you're right. Because for me personally, I have no problem throwing on a few extra layers going outside for a walk, putting my boots on the fresh air, the crispness, right? Like just being outside, I can do that. But there are some people who really struggle with the darkness and with um, their seasonal affective disorder. And I think it's just the air outside. So whether that's you going for a walk or even like crack your window and like feel the crispness of the air, but if you don't enjoy it, you're going to hate it. Right. (laughs) So for me, I was like, can I learn to snowshoe? Can I learn to, um, fat tire bike? Can I go for a trail walk? Like, what is it that will get me outside so that I can enjoy the beauty of the winter? Yeah. That's something that I also, I, I liked cross country ski and I was telling people who live in the colder states I'm like make sure you get your gear early because you never know if there could be a shortage like there was for weights because and bikes you know for right us in the summer as well um if because I bought a pair for my mom for her birthday because she wanted snowshoes and I knew she would never buy them for herself or she'd wait too long and potentially there would be none so I got them them already and she was super excited but like just you know trying to do what you can because she was like her and her friend um, are just going to go around our small town they have an old football field they're just going to walk around there, you know, and just trying to make it, make it fun. Make, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. It's going to be a different winter. Um, so I love those, those ideas of just trying to embrace what you can, um, you know, and, you know, doing what you can to, to somewhat t- tolerate it. Um, and I always say, I was having this conversation with making sure you get out early because right now we're still in early November. So if you can start to embrace it now, yes. it makes it easier as the winter goes on because your, your body gets used to it. Mm -hmm. And you start to look forward to it, right? Like if you wait until February and you're like, oh my God, the winter is so long. You're not going to go out. No, no. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think a lot of people also are feeling, uh, besides maybe that, you know, looking to that winter season is zoom, you know, we're all on zoom, like we're on zoom right now and zoom fatigue and people are just feeling they're feeling tired of that. And I know for myself yesterday, I was behind the screen too much. You know, I have my, you know, blue light blockers, but I still, it gets to you. Mm -hmm. And so how can we kind of break up these zoom calls that we're having, you know, maybe adding in movement or just any ideas for just getting a little, little space from the computer. This is a really hard one because I have not mastered this for myself. And there will be times where I get up and I'm physically like, uncurling my body from its clenched position, right? Because I don't even have an office, you know? So there are some people who don't even have an office They're working from the couch or the bed or I'm in the closet right now, right? So like, it's not great for your body. So I've done two things that I vow to do more. One is I lay out my yoga mat downstairs, like in the morning, I just lay it out on the floor. 
so that when I come downstairs, I see it. And then sometimes I'm like, why don't I lay on that and stretch for a few minutes? You know, just moving and stretching with no agenda. If I just lay on it, great. If I do some down dog, awesome, but just stretching, I'm not successful yet, but that's my winter goal for sure. And then the second one, and I've done this actually in group classes because we're on Zoom, I turn on a song and I'm like, you have two minutes to dance. (laughs) And some people will look at me like, "Mm, no, I said, fine, do jumping jacks, like whatever. (laughs) But other people will just let loose. So like whatever your body wants to do, turn on a good song, dance around your house, jump up and down, like There are no rules, right? That's the thing. There are no rules. But as we have to be on Zoom for the foreseeable future, those are the two things I think I'm going to work on personally. Mm, I love that. I love the dance idea. I was just doing that this morning in my kitchen, just dancing, just because I was like, why not? I mean, one song, three minutes, just it's such a little time investment. If we could just all do it, it would boost our mood. Our bodies would move better. All of the things. I was just going to say, shift that energy around. So then that way, if you do have a big call, you know, coming up next and you're feeling tired, hop around and do that. Cause I know I, I actually do work out, work out with my seniors. Cause I have some senior citizens that I, um, you know, work with twice a week. And so I actually look forward to that half hour because that's my movement, you know, cause I might've been yeah. sitting for a couple hours before I train them and they uh-huh. need me to actually do it. Usually in person, I would not do the workout with them, but now that it, the technology just for them, you know, when yep. guys 94, like they need to see me, see me do it. And I, I yep. enjoy it. I look forward to it. And, you know, it's just those little things that if you can add those into your day, you know, it's, it's, it's not much, but it does add up. Um, and then kind of thinking about this, you studied psychology. Yes. Sure did. I thought so excited as well. I wanted to kind of chat about um, the psychology of everything because I think right now a lot of people might be might be feeling just the the monotony of the day to day. And um, I just this week, so how I don't know what what again nine months, however many months this has been, um, I was like, wow, I f- I feel really good with the routine or the monotony. Like I've gotten to a better headspace with it. I have no idea how I got there, but I would love for us to like, maybe even just break a, break it down, chat about this. Like how can people maybe appreciate just, we don't have necessarily anything to look forward to right now because we don't know. Um, how can people kind of have that, that routine with their life and be okay with it? Funny you ask, as I just got off a coaching call with, I work with this teenager and she's really struggling from a lack of routine, from a lack of direction. I mean, so even our kids, right? Our kids are struggling with this when they're not going to school. They don't have that routine of the day. And, you know, I said to her, what are some things like non-negotiables that make you feel good that you can say like every day I'm going to do this. And then there is some semblance of like needing structure and needing routine. We all do in some degree, even if you're like, I just like to go with the flow. There's parts of you that like to know what's going to happen in some degree. And so for her, her things were wake up at a certain time. You know, she doesn't have to actually wake up at a certain time. So like giving herself an awake time, working out, 
showering and getting ready (laughs) for me. I'm like, whenever I put on clothes, that's a good step. Change out of my pajamas, um, walk her dog. So getting outside and then cooking a meal for herself, you know, so this is a teenager's point of view and it's all about expectation management. So years ago I heard this quote and I'll probably not get it right, but Essentially, it goes, you know, the root of all of our unhappiness is unmet expectation. Mm. So right now, I think to some degree, we're all like, oh, yeah, COVID will be over soon. Or like we were earlier in this, right? Like a a month or so and it'll be back. And now we're dealing with the fact that it won't be. Life will not return to normal, even if COVID sort of dissipates life will not be normal. Like we're not going to flash back to March, 2020. That's not going to happen. So managing your, managing your expectations, but also looking at what you now have the opportunity to do, right? Is it that you have time to have movie night with your kids on every Friday, or you get to take that walk every day that you never had time to, because now you're not commuting. For me, I was looking for ways to make my work day uh, more compact. I know you and I talked about this, the driving to and from the gym was eating up so much of my day and I wasn't productive or efficient and I wasn't making progress on some professional goals I wanted to do because I just didn't have the time. I got the time. Like that was a gift, right? Now I don't have to drive to and from, and I can work on some of these other things. So all of that to say, like manage your expectations and then Find the things that you are excited about that you now get to do. Mm. I love that. And the the routines piece, I think, is key. And in Ayurveda, that goes with the vata dosha. Vata dosha is usually one who fights routines. And that vata dosha out of balance, I think, was a lot of us in the beginning, that sporadic, scattered energy, anxious, living in our head, not in our body. And some of us still are living there. Like, I think I was really until... I just felt the shift two days ago. I did a Sarah Blondin um, live meditation on Insight Timer. Highly, highly recommend Insight Timer. Now has live ones that that mm-hmm. I find again that community piece that you were talking about earlier. It's it's that piece. Like I can't see these people, but they're there. We're commenting, you know. Yeah. And she's she's looking through and reading the feed and answering us. And the same thing with the yoga on there. Um, it was the first because I've tried lots of different online yoga. Haven't found that teacher or the practice style that I'm looking for. And then I finally found the one on insight timer. I'm like, this is amazing. And it's, it's live with other people. Again, I can't see them, but you just feel that energy, you know, they're there. And so I think some of that piece, um, you know, really plays a factor in finding that, that balance and getting back down into our bodies out of our head and routines like them or not, like they really Mm -hmm. do get you there is what are those big rocks Um, you know, and if someone's listening, that would be a great idea of what you shared, um, with mapping out, what are your Mm non-negotiables? What, what are those for you and what's for her and what's for you and what's for me, they're all going to be different. Yeah. We're all going to have different, like big rocks that we want to get done in our day to make us feel like ourselves. So I I think that's a brilliant idea, um, of sharing that and getting people back into, you know, how can we, how can we manage, you know, cause Mm -hmm. if it is another, another year, like I, I have no end date in my mind set in place just because that, again, that's the expectation piece. Then you're disappointed if you yep. know, it does exactly. comes and goes and nothing happened. So I, I really want to chat now um, kind of about motivation 
because hmm. I think on the other piece of that, um, how do you stay motivated then? So we talked about that, you know, we're going the expectations. I know sometimes for, I think clients earlier on now, I think they're getting back into that motivation. Um, but how do you keep people motivated to keep moving, to keep going, um, to want to take care of themselves? Man, that's hard as I feel like I've been in my own wave of the first few months. I really dove into personally, like I had a schedule. I actually trained more. I ate really well. And then as it progressed, I think we all have felt our own sort of trauma responses to it and our own emotional responses. And then as the election got closer and all these things, like I started to emotionally eat a lot more and like, I knew it was happening, but I wasn't in a place to really stop that. Right. Like I allowed it to happen. I just was like, this is what's happening in this state. And my workouts kind of went South a little more. And I really just think the biggest piece too is forgiveness and awareness of those parts that, that will happen. I mean, I'm a trainer. I'm not going to be motivated every day. No way. It ebbs and it flows. Right. And uh, acknowledging, like I said to several people, I'm totally emotionally eating right now. (laughs) Like (laughs) I just said it out loud. I'm like, this is what I'm doing. I don't feel bad. I'm allowing it to happen. And I know I'll come out on the other side, but if you try to stuff it down, or if you try to admit that it's like, try to cover it up, like it's not happening, then you're just sort of in denial of that. Whereas I'm going to have more motivation now because I had that phase and not in a bad way. I'm just more excited to go back to a routine of fitness again and like dive in and cook my meals more. And so the motivation is personal, of course, acknowledging where you're at and knowing that this is not a normal scenario. So like your old bag of tricks <laughs> probably aren't going to work as well now, right? You have to come up with new ones. So that's where I really encourage people to find a community. I mean, we're going to go back to some of those same things and I'll give a personal example um, that might help people is I do a lot of obstacle course racing. Like that is where I spend my time when I'm not working. It's where I travel to. It's where my friends are. So like when you think about ripping away a piece of your life, like it was just vanished from 2020. And it was how I kept myself accountable to my fitness goals. Like it was all of the things, right? And one of the race companies started putting out monthly challenges. And I thought, well, these are going to be dumb, (laughs) but I'll do it anyway, because whatever. And it was remarkable. I had a goal every month of like stuff I had to do. And you kind of, you could report back on the Facebook group if you wanted to, which I don't do a ton of, but like some of my friends are doing it. So find a way to be connected somehow. Like connection is what will take us to the other side. Now, speaking of connection, and I didn't plan on bringing this up, but we're going to, because I think it ties in social media. Um, Because I think, you know, we were chatting before and we've chatted many times about social media, but with the connection piece, um, it is a tricky, it's a tricky thing right now. Um, I know like for myself, I I always talk about how it's, I have always have a love-hate relationship. I think it's beautiful because I can reach out to, I've met some amazing people and friends, Um, and found podcast guests, you know, from social media, but then on the other side, it can be toxic and 
it makes you, I find it makes me um, more of like the group think approach and like, what do I actually think about, you know, issues or like if people are sharing, you know, diet, fitness trends, um, you know, to really big life stuff as well that's going on in social media. Unless we give ourselves pause. I think that's how some of us get sucked into things. Um, Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think what's interesting And as I heard myself say back what I said about like find connection. And then the next thing I said was that I really found it through Facebook groups in the sense (laughs) of like, that's where I was connecting with people. And I thought, well, that's not what I meant. (laughs) But at the same time, when we say connection, we have this automatic like, oh, that must mean social media. Yeah. 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 Ooh, like that was a huge thing that just clicked for me in the way that I just told that story. Right. Whereas what if connection meant that you texted a friend and you both got up and did a workout, you know? So this social media piece is so interesting because it's so draining, especially right now. And uh, we don't actually need it. Like, what do you need it for? Really? I mean, there are people we have, have in our life that are important. And if we put more energy into those people as our connections, you know, our friends, our family, our neighbors, and that can be so meaningful. Yes. I am like you. I'm like, I've met some cool people on the internet. I've met some great connections, but not really the ones that are in my life. Yeah. And that's what you're going to talk to daily. Nope. I'm not going to text these internet friends. I'm not going to call them. I mean, it's great, but the real people in my life, I should be spending, I think, more time trying to connect with them. Um, Oh, man. I don't even know if we can open that can of worms, right? Yeah. And I'll I'll take it from a a fitness. We'll just stay... you know, with the, with a fitness theme, cause I actually talked to a clients right I, that I had right before you. And we were chatting about, um, you know, postpartum and, you know, this client has had two kiddos and I've trained her through both pregnancies and, um, you know, they were thinking about a third and the husband works out too. So we're chatting and I said, yeah, I was listening to this, uh, this, um, mom talk about how she got sucked into basically like the, the stroller stride, the, the mommy culture right after it bounced back after pregnancy. And then the husband had commented, well, I'm sure she probably, and I don't think he's on social media. He goes, she probably saw like a mommy influencer, you know, on social media and just thought, oh, well, that's what I should do. Um, and I'm like, that's so interesting that that was his first take is most likely you saw the influence from mm-hmm. there. Cause where else, I mean, really, I mean, I don't watch commercials. <laughs> like I fast, I mean, where else are you getting advertised to? And yep. it's on social media and we both are business owners. Like we'll talk about our products and services on there. Um, and then I just think about how many other people, and I don't think it's, it's not a good or a bad. It just is what it is at this mm-hmm. point. Um, and I'm like, how many other people's messages that you hear? And I'm like, oh, maybe I do need this thing, but really do I probably not? Well, right. Because if we take fitness, like I miss the barbell or I miss heavier weights or things that I like normally would do normally in my previous life. And then you get on Instagram and I'm like, look at all these people who are at a gym and look at all these people who have a barbell in their house and look at all these people who are doing what I want to do. And then I just get mad and then I get envious and then I get frustrated. And then I forget that I have things that I can do. And clearly I didn't lose any strength, but imagine I just, if I just hadn't seen it, 
the headspace that I would have if I didn't see it and spend the energy comparing or being like, oh, I wish I had a gym in my house and okay, but I don't, you know, it mean, because we are, we're, we are all at home, you know, we, Mm -hmm. our phones are right there and it's a, it's an escape, you know, for if I want to escape at night and I know I'm doing it, my, my, I put an app limit on myself and I try to stick to 30 minutes as of this week. Um, and I have not, it, it happened one day, one day. Um, but then like last night I was like, ah, I just want to escape. And I didn't want, mm-hmm. I'm like, my other go-to can be wine. And so I didn't have any. So I was like, well, I guess it's going to be Instagram tonight. And yeah. I, I knew I was doing it. Like I'm very, yep. I'm aware. I'm like, okay, this is me trying to just be somewhere else. And yep. so just where I'm at. And so, I mean, I think a lot of it is too that, that self-awareness piece and just realizing why am I doing this? What am I doing it for? Um, and is this, is this good energy? So, right. I don't know if we're, we're going to come to, we won't come to a conclusion in terms of no. this is because it's going to be different for everyone. And someone like my husband was like, he doesn't, I think he has an Instagram. I don't, I don't follow him. He doesn't really go on it. I don't even know right. if he has an app, but like, he was just like, every time I come off and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, freaking out about stuff. And he was just like, it's so funny. I, I'm so glad I'm not paying any attention to this because you get in your own head. <laughs> Yes. Well, and I do have one thought to share because we could talk about this forever, but I loved to read as a kid and even as a young adult. And then as I got older in my adult life, I stopped reading and I would go through phases where I'd read like a book or whatever. And I just, the other day was like, you have to get off the internet. Like, but I'm the same way. I'm like, I use it as an escape when I want to just relax. Well, I could watch a TV show or a movie that would be also good. But I also just went to the bookstore and I was like, give me books. Went to Half Price Bookstore and I was like, one from this section, one from that section. And I came home with five books and I'm like, you're going to read. And I read my first book in like three days because I love reading, you know? So if I just exchange nighttime phone time for reading, I'm not, A, I'm not missing anything. And B, I love to read. You know, maybe you love to do crafts or knit or whatever it is. Like, I think we all have something that we used to do that we love to do that we now are using social media in replace of that we could go back to. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Like I bought a pottery wheel. Mm -hmm. Probably was not the best investment. Side note. (laughs) But you tried. (laughs) I I haven't told the hubby that one yet. Because he, he was like, why do you need this? I'm like, I'm going to use it. I used it once and I have to buy more expensive clay. And I'm really, I don't know if it's going to be my, my thing. So the idea was it, there. Yes, it's sitting in my office. But uh-huh. I did instead invest it in some watercolor paints. Yep. I'm horrible. I'm not a good artist, but I love to use them. I love to paint and just play. Yep. And that's relaxing to me. So I was like, well, that, that's, that's my new like art thing. Um, yep. And so like, f- you might do the same thing as me as you think you're going to do this. And then you're like, well, that was a fail, but let's see, let's try this other habit. Yep. You know, let's try this other little hobby that I could do and explore. So I think that really is the name of the game. It's just getting to know yourself again. Mm-hmm. Cause what, what could we do with that time? I'm sure we all have that, that thing that we would like to get to, but don't. Um, so I, I like that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah. So kind of wrapping up here. I was like looking at the time. Um, how can we connect with you? Oh my gosh. 
I'm only laughing because when I do podcast interviews, I tell people, I'm like, shall we start the long-winded Minnesota goodbye now? Which means we'll be here for 20 more minutes. No, we're going to keep it succinct. Oh my gosh. You know what? My instinct is to tell you to go to social media, but I don't think I actually want you to do that. I don't know if I'm going to be there. You can email me just lindsay at lindsayheiserman.com, which I'm sure you'll put in the notes. Um, Let's go with that. And you have a podcast? I do. Yes. You can come listen. It's the Mind, Muscle, and Movement podcast. I have over 150 episodes. So if you're looking for something to listen to, there it is. Yeah. Do a puzzle. I always think of you when puzzles. So yes, that's my, I have been doing puzzles. Yes. That's another one. (laughs) See, that's where I am. I'm looking to get one, but my mom has so many that she's done. And I'm like, I just have, I mean, they're a couple hours away and my husband has to go, go down and pick stuff up and whatnot. So see, now we're making it a long Minnesota goodbye. I'm telling you happens every time. (laughs) Well, final question then. Um, we always, well, you always, you know, the drill. Um, so I like to do weekly challenges. So, um, what would you like that weekly challenge to be this week? You know, I think because I want it to be for myself that I'll put this out. I think we all need to do those little dance breaks because the thing about dance, if you're anything like me is you were super self-conscious about it your entire life. Like dancing felt weird and you thought everybody's looking at you or I'm a bad dancer. Well, you know what? You're in the privacy of your own home. You can do whatever you want. So let's all at least commit to like one song dance break a day. I love it. I love it. And you don't even have to have music. True. I did that in the kitchen. Again, when I did it this morning, no music, just danced. Unless I had it in my head, I'm not 100% sure. You might have. You might have had it in your head. Yes. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on and chatting. I always look forward to sharing your wisdom and catching up. Thank you. It was my joy to be here. Thank you all and go out there and spread your peaceful power.